That radio chick Cheryl Lee here. Welcome to the Still Rocking It podcast, where we'll have music, news and interviews with some of our favourite Australian musicians and artists. Today we share a recent Zoom room chat we had with Australian music legend, now based in Nashville, Wesley Dean, a.k.a. Wes Carr. Wes won our hearts and Australian Idol in 2008 and from his early beginnings at Johnny Young Talent School to recording his original music in the country music capital of the world, Nashville, he's done a lot of living in between. To catch up on podcasts from other favourite Australian artists or for more Radio Chick stuff, simply go to thatradiochick.com.au. Hi there. Hi, Wesley. How are you doing? Yeah, whereabouts in Adelaide are you? In the CBD. Oh, cool. Right in the city. Yeah. You're with Cheryl Lee. I'd like to welcome into the Zoom room today, Wesley Dean. And many of you will know and love Wesley as Wes Carr. He's been living in Nashville in Tennessee and he's got a great new single out, which we will chat about later. But if you don't mind, Wes, can we go back a little bit before we go forward? Absolutely. No worries. You grew up in Goula in South Australia. And I always say all the best talent, all the best bands come out of Adelaide. (laughs) How was that growing up? Were you on a farm or a a property? I moved around a lot. I moved around almost every two years or so or 18 months or whatever. I lived in Balaclava. I lived in Owen. When I was born, that was one of my first houses was in Owen. And I remember that place quite vividly. And then uh, in Balaclava, that's when I spent my first sort of you know, when I was eight to about 11 or something, I, I think I, I was in Balaclava. I used to ride our bikes to school and very simple, simple, simple life compared to now. You know, we would take off in the morning and we wouldn't, and mum wouldn't see us until, you know, five or six at night sort of thing, you know. Such great memories that sort of, I get emotional thinking about it sometimes because it's like, it just feels like such a, another lifetime ago, you know. It was amazing. And then I went to school in Goula. I lived in One Tree Hill. Uh, my mum and dad had a, a house out at One Tree Hill and they built themselves and we had a bit of property there, a little bit, not too much. It was just like a bigger property, you know, bigger place that we'd I'd never lived in, you know. It wasn't a mansion, but it was a bit bigger than everything else that we lived in before that. And, and so, and then after that, mum and dad split and I ended up in Golden Grove and I lived in the north until I moved to Sydney when I was 14. I lived with my dad in Sydney and uh, and that's when I really started getting serious with music. But Adelaide, my mum and dad still live there. My, my sister still lives lives there. My sisters, my half-sisters and my, my sister live there and um, I just, I love Adelaide. When I get to get back and I don't get back there very often, but I love it, yeah. You sound like you were pretty self-taught in some ways. Yeah. But you attended Johnny Young Talent School here in Adelaide. I did. <laughs> was Malcolm Harshlett there at the time? Yes, yes, he was very much so. It's mighty good now, but at the time it was Johnny Young Talent School and I was really young and I used to do every school holidays. We'd do shopping centre performances. I was in the Johnny Young Talent team. I was the youngest of the crew at the time and I was this little blonde, little blonde boy doing uh, the moonwalk and singing Michael Jackson songs. And we'd do Tea Tree Plaza, we'd do Marion. Some of my first, like, early experiences being in front of people and in front of a lot of people, like, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 people out at uh, Tea Tree Plaza once where I sung I'll Be There with Johnny Young 
you know, Johnny Young was there and he introduced me and things. I guess I grew up in theatre. We did pantomimes at Theatre 62 every school holidays. So every school holidays, I wasn't like just having a holiday. I was like, you know, every day I was doing a show or doing something, you know, as a part of that. And it was the most incredible training ground and first uh, experience of of show business, no matter what capacity that is, you know, and it's it's such a different life in so many areas. You know, you get to experience life really quickly, and I grew up really quickly because I had friends who were you know twenty, and I was working with people that are sixteen, seventeen, and I was twelve. You know, so you had to really find your feet early, and you know, and I was so ambitious. The story goes that there was this sort of modelling pageant thing that they were holding in Maya. I was with my mum once, I was like eight years old and I was shopping and I was like, mum, can I enter this thing? And it was just like this runway. I put my name down. Anyway, I got up and I danced and I did a bit of singing or whatever I did. I never won this thing, but there was this like competition that went on and every shopping in every Maya shopping center. I can somehow convince my mum to drive me around every single one of them and go in and enter it. But they gave me this kind of like the second prize because I turned up to every single one of them said, this kid's got to get something because he's turned up to every single one. Perseverance Award. The Perseverance Award. That's right. And anyway, that then uh, enrolled me into the Johnny Young Talent School. And then I was like, okay, I've got to get into the Johnny Young Talent team. So I got into the team like really young and then, you know, started from there. So it was another massive, amazing, fond memory that I carry with me to this day. I just, it's an incredible training ground. I'm from Windvale. The oh, yeah? Plaza was my local shopping centre. Yeah. I probably saw you Plaza. there in that big void area. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. The Plaza, <laughs> still there. It's still there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. it's still there. And, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. that saying, you know, Adelaide, hey, on Monday... In three days' time, I'm being interviewed by Malcolm on his TV show. Oh, wow. Well, say, please say hello to him for me. I yeah, will do. Please. You are listening to Still Rocking It, the podcast with Cheryl Lee. Unfortunately, I could not find a recording of either Wesley or Johnny Young singing I'll Be There, but let's play Johnny Young's closing song at the end of every single Young Talent Time show. You'll all remember All My Loving. Back to speak again to Wesley Dean very shortly. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow I'll miss you I know you're a very, very busy man. No, you're all right. You're a right. lot no, of any- listeners would, of course, remember you as the winner of the sixth season of Australian Idol back in 2008. Yep. Can you believe that 16 yep. years ago? I didn't know that until I started doing interviews and I was like, oh, wow, 16 years ago. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It feels like yesterday in so many ways, but then it feels like a whole lifetime ago in other ways. In those six years, I've been married. I've been all over the world. I've had two boys. I've, you know, I've written music, I've, you know, I've toured so many times, I've done so many things and I've done a lot of living and a lot of soul searching mainly. So, yeah, it's it's so crazy that it's been 16 years. Sounds like you've lived a lifetime in the past 16 years. A lot of people may not be aware you'd actually already released an album of your own, an independent album before Idol, and many, many since, including this new one. Do you feel like the Idol experience, was it a positive or negative experience? Do you think it helped you 
in your career? Maybe did it hinder you in your career? In some ways, I always say it's like it was like a personal course to be under the microscope and for it to be so quick, for everything to, to come at you so quickly. These days, people become famous all over the place, like TikTok and Instagram, whatever, right? And they get this sort of viral fame and, and it's a very different kind of fame, I'd say, to what a TV fame is, you know, or a radio fame is, or a, you know, a movie fame or a Hollywood, you know, there's all these different levels of how famous you are or whatever, you know. For me, I was, I never ever, and I know it sounds crazy, but I've always known music back since I was eight years old at Johnny Young Talent School. That was my craft. I always thought of it as this is something that I don't even understand why I want to do it, but it's just something that's in me that I have to do. I'd been in independent bands before Australian Idol. I'd worked with, you know, members of Silverchair and In Excess and, you know, people before Australian Idol. And at the time, there was no social media, really. There was MySpace and maybe a little bit of Facebook, but that was about it. It wasn't like it is today. There was YouTube and things, but it wasn't like treated the way it is now. People still watch TV as their main source of information, I guess, you know. And so when I went on it, it felt like a very natural progression for me because I felt like I'd been in, and done a lot of things in the short period of my time, and I was 25 when I entered it, but I felt like, you know, I'd played all the, the, the gigs in Sydney since I was 14 and, and worked with all these people, and, and I was a songwriter as well, and I had a publishing deal and all these things. And I thought, if I go on Idol, then I can then, like, use all of my experience to sort of get on there and then maybe get a little bit of like notoriety, whatever. And then I'll I'll be able to release my own music at the end of it, right? I never thought I'd win it. <laughs> I never thought I'd win it. So when I did win it, I was like, oh, what now? You know, it was an amazing experience. And I don't think you can ever prepare yourself for that psychologically or anything, because you go you literally go from twelve weeks of zero to like you're at the coffee shop, and now everyone knows who you are and that's really what it was back then like that and if they didn't they'd soon find out so it was just one of those things what i struggled with was it was the creative force that was in me that i needed to work out what that was all about within that world i wrote all that that record other than the winner's song i wrote all the other songs like feels like whoa and uh, other songs that were on radio every five minutes and that was an incredible experience too and I'm super grateful for it all because I would not have traveled the world. I would not be in Nashville right now doing what I do. I would not have done pretty much all the things that I've done in the last 16 years. If you go back, like that really affected my whole life trajectory. Uh, super, super grateful. But when you're in it, your head's spinning sometimes and you don't know uh, how to deal with certain things sometimes. And so, it brought out a lot of things in me, but at the end of the day, it was like I needed to understand what it all meant in order to then keep my creative life alive because I could have easily just kind of cashed in and did all the things and been the poster boy for everything. And, you know, uh, but I said no a lot because I needed to protect the career that was a longevity thing in my mind. I didn't want to just go off and do like all the things, and then rah, 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 and then three years later, people go, oh, where did he go? Hey. They kind of still did anyway. They did anyway because you try, you can't really compete with your life on TV every minute, you know. Once, you get, once you're get once you off TV, they people forget about you. So 
And that was fine with me. It was more to do with what now? What does this mean? And how do I create music in this kind of paradigm? And I never really thought that through being 25. After the last 16 years of being all over the world, released a bunch of music, I've been in musical theatre, I've, I've done a tour every year, I've met a lot of my heroes, I've worked with incredible people, I've worked with my heroes, like all these things that's happened. I now can safely say that like my feet are firmly on the ground and I can like now create things, especially when you're in a place like Nashville, you can write songs based on real experiences, which was always really important to me. I couldn't just come up with like, sitting in a in a room with four or five different songwriters and come up with concepts to write about like I needed to write from my heart you know and that's always been a big big deal for me whether it's commercial or not that's kind of where I come from with it still rocking the podcast with that radio chick Cheryl Lee after Idol Wes signed a record deal with Sony Music Australia and released his debut single You the song peaked at number one on the ARIA singles chart and was certified gold by the Australian Recording Industry Association so let's have that now from 2008 You back to speak to Wesley Dean aka Wes Carr very shortly you can help It's exciting because this record that I've got now that I'm about to release in April, April 26th, I'm releasing it, the new music's out, whatever, all the songs I wrote myself. You know, I came to Nashville to expand my awareness and grow as an artist, and I realised that I needed to write this album myself. I put it together all myself, did it with a bunch of really great musicians and people and friends. It feels like we're starting again, all over again, every time you release something, you know. It's really awesome. Sounds like you since idol have been true to yourself and it's a little bit of a cliche but yeah everything that you went through brought you to where you are right now which is bringing out the new album crazy hearts as you say in april and we're going to have a listen to the new single gunslinger in a minute i'll ask you about the track yeah, uh, because no the track has got a very, very important message, Wes. Yeah, the, so Gunslinger is possibly the, the rockiest uh, is country rock, I guess. Um, uh, there's, a few, there's a few different messages, to be honest, when I wrote the song. But it's about the generational mistakes that we all can make and what's passed down and the, the, the toxic masculinity in many areas of life that I've certainly come up against, you know. <laughs> um as a male, I cringe sometimes when I hear about, like, these stories about just men in general, really, you know, <laughs> like, and the, the sort of the macho, you know, bravado that is so old-fashioned, I guess, you know, and the so there's that, and it's everywhere you go in the world. It's not just, you know, in your backyard, it's everywhere, and I just think that there's a better way, you know. There was also the... Uh, I guess the the topic of um, guns in general, like coming to Nashville, you know, being in the South in in America. And when I wrote that song, there was a, a school shooting, you know, just seven minutes from my house. And it really rattled me because I got two boys at a school just around the corner from that school. And so the song is a, is a combination of uh, a whole mentality that's, you know, that I view as kind of a, an old, it's an old fashioned sort of way of thinking that, and also, we, you know, like the whole thing of the eye for an eyes thing and the, all of that, it just, it, it just, it was written in such a 
tumultuous time where it got me thinking about a lot of things. So every lyric is written from a real place, but it also means about three or four different things from my perspective. And, um, yeah, it it wasn't meant to be such a rocker, but it, it turned out that way, you know. <laughs> I like the Rocky songs. It's a win yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> being from Adelaide, of course, you have to be a cold chisel fan. Well, that's right. Exactly. I, I um, not to brag about myself, but I, I'm very, I'm stoked that I, I had a hand in writing one of the one of Cold Chisel songs a few few years ago. Lost. They released it about in 2016, I think. It was called Lost, and I wrote that with Tom Walker, who's uh, been a, men- a songwriting mentor of mine since I was really young. I'm very, very, very lucky. Well <laughs> done, guys, yeah? absolutely. To me, he's Australia's greatest poet. Yes, he really yes. is. Isn't he? He can create a picture with just a couple of words, a mental picture. Oh, well done. I'm going to dig up Lost, have a listen (laughs) and play play that one. Yeah, play it on the show. It's a great, great song. Um, (laughs) I don't say so myself. Well, if you wrote it with John Walker, it'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to Still Rocking It, the podcast with Cheryl Lee. So without any further ado, I have found it and it's time to play Lost, the Cold Chisel song co-written by Don Walker and Wesley Dean. And it is good. Back to speak with Wes shortly. How long have you been living in Nashville? Three years, actually. Three years to the day. Yeah. That landed February 2021. It was the height of COVID, so it was very super weird. Everything. It was just super everything all in one hit. You know, it was like, you know, moving your family at that time in history was intense. We got there in the end. And three years goes by really quickly I'm, as I'm getting older. I'm <laughs> realising a year is just a tiny little blip in, in the, the timeline of the universe. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun. That's and I can right. attest that I'm 60 next year and time is going faster and faster all the time. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think you might settle there? Do you think you're there for a while? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, my life um, is funny, you know, because I, I think I'm a little bit like because I moved around so much as a kid, you know, I think I have always been used to moving around no matter where you are in the world and but um this new album and the people i'm working with and all the people that we know here and all that it's all been set up for a nashville base because you know this is the capital of music i guess you know and i'm lucky enough to be here like i don't do not take anything for granted it's a real blessing to be here but being an aussie as well you know i'm landlocked so I'm pining for the beach a bit, you know, even though I grew up in Gawler, Adelaide, I did spend a lot of time in Sydney as well and and uh, in Queensland where we got a lot of beach time. Yeah, so if you've been away for three years, the sound of a magpie can actually just really will make you cry if you're an Aussie. You know, it's one of those things that I've realised how lucky I am to be an Australian and, and to come from the best place on earth. Adelaide. Yeah, but being in Nashville, it's, yeah, it's super inspiring to be here. And this new album, like I recorded at RCA Records, standing where Dolly Parton sung Jolene, you know, oh, wow. standing where Chris Stapleton sung Tennessee Whiskey, standing where Waylon Jennings, Elvis Presley, you name it. You know, I was on the same floor, on the same part of the floorboard where you stand to sing at RCA Studios. And 
it's like the America's Abbey Road. So that to me is like bucket list tick, you know. <laughs> so Amazing. Still off the podcast with that radio chick, Cheryl Lee. Wes just gave me goosebumps just talking about it, recording there in Nashville. Let's hear from Dolly Parton and Jolene that she recorded on those very floorboards. And then back to speak to Wes Carr, known now as Wesley Dean, very soon. Jolene, 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 please don't take him just because you can. I just wanted to congratulate you on, because we've just had the Tamworth Country Music Festival here back in Oz, and you with Catherine Britt won the Golden Guitar in 2017 for F.U. Cancer, which is another song with a great message. Congratulations on that win. Oh, no worries. Yeah, thank you so much. I love Catherine. She's fantastic. Yeah, and hopefully I'll be playing the Tamworth Country Music Festival next year, I hope. I hope that that happens. So I've got... So many things I want to do. I'm playing South by Southwest this year. I'm possibly going to come down for Australia's winter, which is summer here. So, yeah, so it won't be long now until I'm I'm back on Aussie shores, which I'm really looking forward to. Excellent, <laughs> because Hubby and I are planning to ride our Harley. Well, he'll ride. I'll just, you know, hold on. Yeah, Ride our amazing. Harley over to Tamworth Country Music Festival next year. So I'll see you down the front. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, please say hello. That'd be awesome. Oh, we'll do. I love that. I wanted to ask you what it is that you listen to, Wesley Dean, when you got your headphones on and you can listen to whatever you want. Yeah, okay. well, I'm a little bit crazy. I listen to uh, a lot of classical music, to be honest, um, at the moment. I'm going through a bit of a classical music stage. I like Beethoven and Debussy and all the old, you know, classics and things. I just love, just love that. But um. You know, I'm a massive John Lennon fan, you know, all the, the 70s, 60s, 70s, you know, Hendrix and Brian, I'm a massive Brian Wilson fan. You know, I'm loving the the new kind of country, I guess they call it now, indigo music. You know, the War and Treaty are a great, they're a great duo. They come out of Nashville. There's a lot of new young bands that I love that are like sort of obscure bands and things that, you know, there's a new band my friend's in actually called Tommy Bomb (laughs) in Nashville are really cool. They're really like, they're really pop. They're like Phoenix. I love Phoenix. So I'm all over the place. I've got so many broad, like broad, you know, that's stuff that off the top of my head, I guess. But yeah, you know, I'll possibly go away from this interview and go, I should have mentioned that, I should have mentioned that. But you know, yeah, jazz, I love any, all all kind of jazz. I I just love music really, but I don't listen to your sort of like what I call, I guess, normal everyday music. I'd I'd listen to things that are sort of more obscure and things just because, um, I don't know, that's just how I work. But you know, massive Motown fan. (laughs) Sounds like you're just all of the above. A lover of music (laughs) in general. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Wesley, we wish you all the best with the new single, Gunslinger, and we're going to play that now. Um, and all the best with the album, Crazy Hearts. And Thank you. And hopefully we'll see you down under touring that soon, or if not, we'll see you in Tamworth. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. And I hope so too. I hope I'm back very soon. It'd be great. Love to see you. Thanks again for your time. Have a great rest of your day. Will do. Thank you so much. Ta-da. Thank you. Bye. You are listening to Still Rocking It, the podcast with Cheryl Lee. Here it is, as promised, the first single from the brand new album due out shortly from Wesley Dean's new album, Crazy Hearts. He's a 
with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick. Thank you so much for joining me on the Still Rocking It podcast. Hope to catch you again next time. Get out when you can, support Aussie music, and I'll see you down the front.